in Ankeny. Chiefs players and coaches expressed their frustration with the officials yesterday after a non-penalized hit on Juju Smith-Schuster forced him to leave the game in the second quarter. College basketball tonight. Drake will try to get to 2-0 when they host Wofford. The Marlins named Caroline O'Connor president of business operations, making Miami the first team to simultaneously have a female president and general manager. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jeffro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one Happy CBD Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Wait, Trent, it's not a likely one. I'm going way off the board here. Not one of the easy ones, not a tight point spread. Keep an eye out for Arizona this week going to UCLA. Late night kickoff here. I mean, if you're looking to put together a money line Parlay, you want to throw that one in there? Because... <laughs> well, you got one right. Nailed that one. I think you did. Eight to one on the money line. Is that what it was? Those Wildcats. Yeah, didn't see that one coming. Oh, they were playing better. There's no doubt about that. Let's get to Bama Bob. We go around college football. What did we learn this weekend in college football? We do that on Mondays. We preview on Fridays. Bama back with us. Hello, Bama. Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Bama? I'm okay, Ken. Uh, there's something about Trent and a, an expression about a blind squirrel and an acorn. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm, hey. I'm not sure exactly what. But, I'll put my record uh, up against most anybody. I know. Hey, listen. I just. I know we got a lot to talk about, but I guess just like everybody else, I'm just. I'm just so stunned about this Virginia yeah. news this morning, and and not that you wouldn't be anyway, but just how it kind of crosses over into what we talk about. And yep. Oh my God. I mean, what are we doing? I I just don't understand it. So it, it's just it's horrible. Um, but we move on. Yeah. I uh, couldn't agree with you more, Bama. That's what we started the show with it. And, um, and then we yeah, have to get to go yeah. to fantasy world and talk about sports instead of the real world. Well, yeah. since we're here in fantasy world, let's talk about uh, college football and what we learned this past weekend, what we saw this past weekend. Let's start, uh, let's start Trent in the, uh, in the big 12. Your, your takeaways, Trent Conan, uh, from the big 12 this week. What did you see that surprised you? Or maybe didn't. I, I got to finally believe in TCU. Me too. I mean, I'm winning in that fashion, yep. not just winning the game. If they would have went out there and won you know, 38-31, okay, mm-hmm. they are what they are. 3 mm-hmm. nothing at the half. Only game this season that has been that low scoring in the first half. Ewers did nothing. Slugfest. Frustrated him. Mm-hmm. Frustrated. Bijan Robinson. We mm-hmm. know how talented that dude yes. is. And they absolutely collapsed him up. TCU. They're for real, and now not just to get into the playoff. Do we have to take them as a contender I'm that can win a game? Starting to think so. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. The two teams I totally missed on. Well, I missed on Michigan. I was late on TCU. Um, that 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 surprised me. K State going in and handling Baylor the way that Dominating. they did just crushed them. Um, that that surprised. And they me got a their quarterback bit. for next year with Will Howard. I think they do. Yeah. I agree with you. Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not bowl eligible yet. <laughs> Oklahoma. They're five and five for crying out loud, um, Bama. Your thoughts on the Big Twelve? What uh, didn't leave you much meat on the bone? But go ahead and pick it. No, that's okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> listen, Oklahoma's no lock to make a ball, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know they got Oklahoma State, and then they go to Lubbock. You don't want to be going to Lubbock with having to win that game with a bowl bit on the line. I don't think. But listen, it starts and ends in the, in the Big Twelve right now with TCU, and it's not only for the conference, but it's. It's nationally, as you said. And but look, 
there's still a lot of work to be done for them. And there's just so many teams just kind of lurking in the weeds. Um, the, it, it's, it's a shame, really. It, listen, everybody has to win their, their conference, I guess, other than Georgia. They're going to have to win their conference title game to, to get in. Um, but it, it's a shame that, that they will probably, they've got two more games. They got, they got, they got, what is it? They go to, uh, they go to Baylor, Baylor and then Iowa State. Baylor. Yeah, and Baylor, that Baylor, I mean, man, what, I don't know what happened there. I thought Baylor, I've been disappointed in Baylor this year. They've been one of the, I thought they would contend for the conference. Me too. I think I picked them. And they, yeah, they really haven't. Um, you know, and listen, all credit to Kansas State and, you know, good for, you know, what they've done there. But man, TCU is just a story and I'm with you. I didn't think, and I, I totally agree the manner in which they did it. You know, B. John Robinson, I thought he was just going to have a field day. I'm like, okay, here it finally comes. <laughs> Luck's going to run out, whatever it is. You know, he's, this guy's going to run for 180, 210, three touchdowns. You know, Ewers is going to have a big game and, and it just never happened. And I don't know. I, I guess you do have to start taking them seriously. Uh, I think they're getting to a point, Ken, where can they lose the conference championship game and still get in? And I, I, I don't think they can because whoever beats them would have two losses, and that's just going to look like a bad loss, yeah. a minimum of two. Right. But, I mean, I think, listen, they're clearly in the top four right now without question. And uh, I just I, I whiffed on them. Um, I just thought eventually the luck would run out, and I guess it's just not luck. They're just that good. You mentioned Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, really two disappointing teams. And then Baylor. I the stories of the year really are, are TCU and Kansas State in that conference on a positive side. And then Texas, of course, is uh, they're still getting there under Sarkeesian. I think you've got to need another year maybe to, to really you know take them seriously as a national contender. Uh, let's go to the uh, Big Ten trench. Your takeaways from the Big Ten this week was what? Illinois, the wheels are oh, falling off, are losing ever, that yeah, one to Purdue in, in that fashion. Who do they have after Michigan? Do they, is Northwestern. Northwestern, okay, so yep. there's a win. Well, <laughs> maybe. Maybe there's a win. You would hope so at that mm-hmm. point in time. But just to see that Purdue team that just looked so bad against yes. Iowa the week before, and then they come out there and they put Because Illinois got a decent defense. Yeah, and, and to win in that fashion, that was absolutely eye-opening in Nebraska. Oh, Mickey Joseph. Oh, yeah. yeah. That little glimmer of hope that was there, mm-hmm. what, six weeks ago, that is completely faint, just physically manhandled by Michigan. Chubba Purdy, woof. Yeah. Not, not good. Bama, your takeaways on the Big Ten. I, I mean, it was all about Michigan and, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Purdue and Illinois for me. And Maybe Penn State shut down Maryland surprises, boys? Yeah, because I thought that's the one when we were talking about, you know, Trent, you know, uh, you know, tooting his own horn here as we come <laughs> on the air. I mean, that was the one I thought outside the top or inside the top 15. I thought Maryland might have a shot. And me too. I, listen, I mean, I guess Penn State's defense just shut him down. You know, Penn State wasn't great. You look at Clifford's numbers and 12 of 23 for 139 yards, but they could run the ball, man. They got some studs in the running back in the backfield now. And I think Franklin is, I think he's building something. But they just got to, I mean, they got to climb the Ohio State Michigan mountain. And right now, that just looks like a tall tale for them, even though they are Penn State, as I like to say. Um, it, it's just, it just looks like a tall task for them because I, listen, this is back to back years for Michigan now. You know, I wasn't convinced last year, and they did it. Now they're doing it again, and I still don't think they have a great quarterback. They have a good quarterback, the guy that's not hurting them, which is what they've had in the past. They've got a great running back. They do have a Forum's great running back. legit. And, and that's the that's – the, I mean, listen, we all laugh at Harbaugh, and, you know, he's dorky and all that with the, the khakis and the glasses and, 
you know, the sleeping on kickers floors on recruiting signing day. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, listen, he's gotten it done the last two years. He's just got to, he's got to finish it again. And it's, uh, it's a shame really, because you'd like to think that the loser of the Ohio state Michigan game could still somehow get into the playoff. And maybe there is a path with all the carnage in the pac 12 now, but Tennessee's lurking out there. They're not losing uh, another game and they're, they're going to get to skip their conference championship. So I, the problem is just going to be they're not going to want – the committee is not going to want two Big Ten, two SEC teams. That's just the bottom line, and I think one of those teams is going to be out. But uh, I have to give Harbaugh credit. But Illinois, and I don't know what to make. You guys maybe I'm sure, you know, run the, the numbers. <laughs> who, who controls their destiny in the Big Ten West right now? Because there's four teams of four and three. So if, and you, if you put a loss down for Illinois against Michigan this week, then it is Iowa. Iowa controls their own destiny to get to the championship okay. game. Illinois loses to Michigan. Iowa wins the next two. The Hawkeyes will represent the West. Wow. I mean, yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. <laughs> Give yourself a chance. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, you, you know, you can't, you can't win it. You, you can't win it if you're not in it. So uh, good for them and from where they've come from. But yeah, it, I, listen, I don't see Illinois beating Michigan, but I, stranger things have happened. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I feel bad for them because I really thought they were on a roll. That Michigan State loss is really going to come back to haunt them. That's just a game they shouldn't have lost. Uh, mm-hmm. And they did, especially at home. Yep. And uh, that, that's the one that's going to cost them. Let's uh, let's uh, jump back to the uh, ACC boys for, for a couple of things. Um, Florida State all of a sudden has figured it out. That We wondered who the best team was going to be in the state of Florida. Well, I think it's going to be the Seminoles. And then our guy, Drake May, uh, he's opening some eyes, boys. I'm not sure he's going to get to New York. I think he should get to New York. Um, Drake May, is he, an outs- is he a sleeper candidate, Trent, if you're looking for a... Can he win the Heisman at this point? Is it too late? Uh, I don't know if nine it's and too one. late. So what has he got left here? Of course, he'll have the championship game against Clemson. Mm-hmm. Next two weeks. Which is in play, by the way. That's yes, not, it is. That's not a layoff. I agree. All of a so we'll play I'm Georgia seen. Tech this week. Nobody will watch that game. No, that's true. NC State, nobody's eh, going to watch that game. Probably not. And then even that's the championship. Friday after Thanksgiving. That's, uh, that's a good spot. To, oh, you know, is it Friday? Okay. That, that it's helps. It's Friday after yeah. Thanksgiving, so that helps. Eyeballs. No NFL. You know, so it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's the one. There'll be Until next year. Because next year the NFL's coming on Black right. Friday, right? Yep. And it has yeah, to be a 2 are. o'clock game. They have to be done. There's some law. Did you know this? No. I didn't either. Because I thought, wow, we're going to get a Friday night NFL game. There's a law that says they have to be done by 6. Hmm. A law. A law? Who put in that law? I don't know. You, wow. I don't. I mean, I'm, it's not my country. All the other laws we're arguing about in this country, and we got one on the books. I, the NFL yeah. can't go. I don't. Know, I'm, I'm pretty night. sure it, it's a, it's a <laughs> it's a, it's a rule. You have to be done wow. by six, anyways. Wow. Um, Crazy. What if it goes into well, overtime? If it goes to overtime. <laughs> I was going to say, if it goes to overtime, just now we're done. Sorry. So it's going to be like the Heidi yeah. game. They're just going to cut off exactly the TV. Yeah, every, everybody yeah. gets a point. Yeah. Heidi comes on all of a sudden. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That's so, crazy. so we're saying yeah, that I, I, we can't we can't like, win the Heisman. Can't's a strong word, but it is still a long shot. All right, I'll bring up. I the think Heisman he can get ads. to New York. I think he can get to New York. Yes. I think he should be in New York because that game. You know, listen. You talked about Wake Forest, and the problem is, it's just if you're not playing, if you're not putting up 448 yards against Clemson, nobody's really watching, and that's a shame uh, because that was a really fun game uh, against Wake Forest and. Uh, you know, 31 of 49, 448, and three touchdowns, yeah. no picks. I mean, it's just, he is just putting up numbers. And, and I mean, he, I, I mentioned Josh Allen the other day. I mean, the comparison, mm-hmm. it, it may be more of a Justin Herbert. I mean, just great. Either would balls. work. <laughs> yeah. Either one would work. Just big arm. 
prototypical. I mean, I've seen stuff where, you know, Bryce Young, they're talking about, you know, other quarterbacks going ahead of him, and all the Alabama fans are up in arms. Like, it's just his size, guy. He's Drew Brees. Right. You know, he's great, and he yeah. can extend plays, but it's just his size. And you look at guys like May and other guys, and, and you know, uh, you know, Levis from Kentucky, mm-hmm. they're just bigger bodies, and you're going to get hit in that league. And, you know, if you get hit enough times as a small guy, you're going down. So, you know, here's an, uh, here's but, an, I was going to say, you know, another quarterback, and I haven't, uh, I just started to get involved with mock drafts again because after, because Denver didn't have a no. pick till the third, but all of a sudden they, what about Michael Penix? Isn't Stunt? he a yeah. pro? Yes, I think so. I absolutely. think so too. I'd be shocked I think if he's Tua there. all over again. I mean, he's another Tua. He's, he's, he throws such a beautiful. Pass. Oh my! I mean, but just that, yeah, through one boneheaded play was this one head scratching yep. boneheaded pick that he was just yep. trying to do too much. But other than that, good God, he was yeah. good. Yeah, and he's got an arm too. I yeah. mean, he can he and can he can run it. it. He can he can run it. And he can get it there in a hurry. I, I I agree with you. I think this guy. I mean, he may not be a first round pick, but he's going to play. He's going to get a chance on Sunday. And you know, is he a franchise guy? You know, who knows? But he'll he'll play for somebody, and and he'll he'll get he'll be a. He'll be on somebody's roster and play for somebody in that league. C.J. Stroud, still your betting favorite. This is currently at Circa, plus 130. Second choice, Hendon Hooker yeah. at 4-1. to one. Drake May is the third choice at 5-1. Really? creeping up. Ahead of Caleb Williams, 6-1. to one. Blake Corum, 9-1. to one. How about this? Max Duggan's still 40-1. to one. Mm. Isn't that worth a flyer? An unbeaten uh, quarterback on an unbeaten team? Throw a unit on that one. Yeah. At forty to one, at forty to one, if they get to you've thirteen, made stu- to no- you've made uh, stupider bets oh. in your life <laughs> every day, right? <laughs> in fact, here we go. <laughs> yeah, in fact, here we go. Well, since uh, we're talking about Penix, let's go to the uh, Pac-12 boys. I mean, that has to be where we start, right? Washington picking off Oregon and seemingly yeah. uh, thwarting and Dan Lanning. I mean, can we just? It, he might have cost his team a shot at the playoff with that stupid decision. Mm-hmm. To go for go it. Go for it. I mean, yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, look. And Bonex no... wanted in the game. He yes. was he ran over. He was begging to get in there. They didn't use a timeout I to get him in there. That. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't understand. Uh, listen, you know, I saw a thing the other day that says, you know, I think maybe it was Van Pelt. He says, you know, you know what analytics mean? It means coaches hate points. Because it was just one of those things you're just watching this and you're going, What is he doing with so much on the line? I get it. Okay, and maybe they punt. Maybe Washington returns it for a touchdown. I don't know, but I just it was all analytics based, and it cost them, and it might have cost them. I the loss cost them a chance at the playoff. There's mm-hmm. no, I I think I think they're done. Now, did that lose them? Did that you know cost them a chance at losing the game? You you don't know that because maybe they take it down and score if they make it and and they win, or you know if they punt it, maybe Washington runs it back or gets down there and kicks a field goal anyway. But you just did not give your team the best chance to win that game, and that was just an absolute dumb move on his part. But that said, listen, you can't blame Bo Nix for that one. I thought he I thought he showed a lot of guts in that, and I thought he toughed it out. And uh, But Penix was a story. I mean, absolutely the story. And then, you know, the running back for Oregon, Irving, I mean, what a, I mean, what a bull that guy is. But, um it was just a bad week for the Pac-12. I mean, UCLA losing. Yep. I mean, USC's USC's their only hope right now. Yeah, and, and that, know, that's I, in the Rose Bowl. Got, is that a night game? Is that prime time? It has to be, right? Oh man! Oh. Or is it three o'clock? It's got. I think it, you know what? I think it's Fox Prime Time. Uh, I'm going to it right now. 7 it o'clock. is seven o'clock, Fox Prime Time. Good yeah, stuff. Perfect. You know what else is that so night? Five out there. Five out there. But you know, right. prime time for us. Um, 
Utah, Oregon play that night, do they not? Nine yes, thirty. They do. Will you stay up for that one? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. Yeah. I just know me better. Put a hundred on that one, Trent. Yes. <laughs> That's a, that's a safe. There, there's a lock. Yeah, uh, nowhere to make halftime. Let, let's go to yeah. the. Yeah, you notice them, where the three of us are texting, and all of a sudden, the second half of that late game, I go radio silent. Uh, boys, let's go to yeah. the SEC. Trent, your takeaway in the SEC. Can I? You know what? I'm going to start. Yeah. So Tennessee and Missouri. Six games. Six minutes left in the third quarter. Did you know what the score was? Twenty-eight twenty-four. Twenty-eight twenty-four. Six minutes left in the third quarter. Bama. Final score. Yeah. Sixty-six to twenty-four. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God! Yeah, they can, they can put them up in a hurry. Oh and, Jesus! Uh, and and man, do they! And again, I mean, Hooker, you just look at it. You know, nobody's going to pay attention because it's Missouri, right? Uh, which is a shame. But you have to look at the overall body of work. But you know, three hundred fifty-five yards, three touchdowns, and it happened in a hurry. And again, I'll say it again, and I'll keep saying it. Nobody runs an offense better in the country than Hendon Hooker does. With what with what Heupel wants, it's just amazing. But yeah, they they can they're. This is the team, guys, that nobody wants to see in the playoffs. Okay, if they get in at number four, uh, which it's it's going to be hard. Here we go again with the politics. Okay, if they get in at number four and Georgia's number one, there I just think Tennessee's going to be in at three because they're not going to want to play Georgia part two. But so this is a team. How would would you not? How much would you pay to watch Tennessee and Ohio State right now? Mm. I mean, just how Give fun me the would over. that game <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, no kidding. I mean, just how fun would that game be? But, uh, yeah, they listen, they're they're right in the thick of it. Uh, they need, you know, a loss by TCU gets them in the, you know, thicker of it, I guess. But, uh, you know, LSU winning the West, that's the story, really. Who I had guess. that game uh, as a trap game? Was it you, Trent, or you, Baba, that thought that? Yeah, that was me. I, I was all over yeah. Arkansas all week long. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a big believer in Arkansas just because I can't see how you can get blown out at Liberty. I thought it might have been a, a kind of a, an Alabama hangover game, and and to some extent it was because I mean they didn't just go in and light it up. Uh, no. Thirteen to ten, Pittman again going for it, first and goal on the four, and he goes for it. I mean, come on, just can can we please just take points when they're there in the first quarter? Can we just can we just put three on the board and call that a success? But we have to go with these you know analytic stuff and everything else, but. Um, listen, nobody's paying attention. Those are really good. I've never seen Nick Saban so excited over a win, other than when Tua hit hit Devontae Smith in the you know against uh, Georgia in the national championship <laughs> right. game. When when that when Branch knocked that ball down, he was so excited. And I think it's just pressure. This team's been this. Te- no, I don't think it's pressure. Listen, this team has just been through a lot. And when you really stop and look at it. Okay, yes, they're undisciplined and they've had a tough year and, you know, turnovers and they don't stretch the field like they used to. All this stuff is true, but they've got a last-second loss in Knoxville and an overtime loss in Baton Rouge. Okay, their schedule's been really, really tough this year. That all flips next year. All those four teams, including Texas, come to Tuscaloosa. So before we start throwing dirt on Nick Saban in Alabama. I know he's going to lose young. Let's just see what next year brings. Have they slipped a little bit? Maybe, but it was an impossible standard that they were trying to keep, and you know, just weren't going to happen. And you know, I guess we can just kind of skip over what happened in Lexington. We don't really need to dredge that up. <laughs> well, we? here's here's um, my thing on this: which which fan base, Kentucky's over Mark Stoops or Iowa State's over Matt Campbell's more disappointed mm-hmm. in their team and their, yeah, and their head coach? Probably, yeah. I, I would probably lean Iowa State. You know, listen, Kentucky at the basketball school. 
I mean, it really is when you boil down to it. And he's so done, Iowa State. done a really good job there. But, uh, you know, and he had them, what, 10th, 11th, whatever they were, mm-hmm. uh, the highest point. Before the uh, Ole Miss game. Yeah, and it's just kind of faded and, you know, Levis getting hurt and all that kind of yep. thing. But he, I think he's still – what he's done is he's probably cost himself a shot at some of these other jobs that are opening up um, because it's just going to be – it's going to be hard to get excited over that. Um, and, listen – I got to throw dirt on Jimbo Fisher. Mm. I got to keep doing it. Um, the three and outs, for, one after another, boys. Three good and for every. Auburn and Cadillac Williams. He's not. Everybody down here is like, oh, you know, we need to give. The, he's not going to get the job. He's too excitable. He doesn't have enough experience. It's too big of a job for him. I hope whoever they do hire keeps him on their staff because I think he is great for that program. He was he great be, for that he, program. He was a great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he Jeez. was great. Him and Ronnie. Him and Ronnie Brown. Yeah. I mean, just what a duo. But. Uh, listen, Jimbo Fisher, he looks like a guy who you say, hey, Jimbo, here's $86 million. You want to just go somewhere else? He'd say yes, which I would too. Um, but he just, he's got no answers. I don't even think he's looking for answers right now. He knows he's got next year. And the problem is that, that you watch the transfer portal this year, all that, those, that, you know, greatest recruiting class in history you watch how many of them leave well there was a couple trent trent clued us in earlier in the show bama there was yeah. a couple of them in oregon this week visiting yeah, oregon. A couple of the commits yeah 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 the, 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 yeah these are the ones that have yes that are a&m commits for right next year. i'm talking about the ones they signed this year wait and see mm-hmm. how many of those leave through the portal but you're right i mean and there's uh there was one that uh decommitted i think it was a quarterback decommitted and it's going to florida with billy napier now so Listen, that program's an absolute mess, and there's nothing they can do about it unless they want to write a nine-figure check. <laughs> and that's that's a lot for anybody down there. But, uh, listen, it, I as much as I like Alabama, you know that, I think it's good to get new blood in there. You know, I wish the blood maybe was Arkansas instead of LSU, but I, I don't – it's going to be a fun SEC championship game. Two fan bases would be excited. LSU's going to just go there not expecting much. But give Brian Kelly some props. Oh, yes. I mean, he, he's really – what he's done, I didn't see that coming this year. I thought that was just such an odd fit, and it still might be. But you know, after that FSU game, especially, just give him, give him a ton of props uh, for what he's done. And you know, they still got a couple. You know, they get to go to A and M, so we'll see how that goes. But it doesn't really matter now. They're got an outside shot if they went out and beat Georgia. I mean, whoa, man, look out, Quinshawn Judkins, right down the field. And then four straight yeah. pass plays. Mm-hmm. What was the thing when he it. was offensive coordinator? Didn't they have like pins that said just run the damn ball? Lane, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that yeah. one just head scratching. Hey, I got something for you guys. The point spreads are out for both the ACC and the SEC championship game. Ooh. All right. We're going to start with you, Bama. LSU, Georgia. What are you making the point spread? I'm going to say Georgia by about 19 and a half. Not quite that many. I'll go Seventeen. Sixteen currently the number at draft okay. games. Oh, okay. All right. Well, ACT title. Well, this is a tighter one. I figured one. being in uh, Atlanta, that would be a little bit more of a Georgia bump. Makes sense. Clemson, yeah. Carolina. Uh, this is, is that game set now? It is, yes. yes. It is. It's that game is set, um, okay. And that's in Charlotte. Best quarterback on the field is wearing the North Carolina jersey. Yes. This is a tight one, Trent. It's Clemson because they're the brand. They're favored three and a half. Bama? I'm going to go right on that exact number, three and a half. You guys are a little light. Clemson minus six in the hook. Too many points. Ooh. Too many no, points. Give me, give me Carolina right now. You guys now. can fire at it right now. Yeah, and who's got it? Yeah. DraftKings. DraftKings has it up already. Interesting. Yeah. Bama will... Well, you... 
Yeah, you wouldn't do that until you know for sure that May doesn't get hurt in Washington. That's true. That's <laughs> a good call, too. Go to 15. That's a good point. Bam, we'll talk yeah. to you on Friday. Have a great week. Oh, by the way, congratulations, uh, Grandpa. Uh, how many is that now, Gramps? Oh, thank you. That's my third. First oh, granddaughter. Boy. Yeah, she was born. Everything is uh, happy, healthy, born uh, Friday afternoon. And um, we're just, we're just, I'm more blessed than I deserve. I'll put it that way. And I've got three beautiful kids and now three beautiful, grand, healthy grandkids. Nice for you. Appreciate but, that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Bam. We'll talk to you on Friday. Yep, take care, guys. Yep, see ya. Bam and Bob. Uh, as we go around wrapping up college football from the week. Time for another $1,000 handoff. Head to KXNO.com right now. Once you're there, you'll see the pop-up box. And once you do, enter the keyword bank. Bank, KXNO.com, your chance at $1,000. Nick Oson on Iowa State is next. Mr. Monday Night, still to come. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Love. Joined by Dr. Macy Dealman, Elite Eye Care in Waukee, and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Dealman, many people deal with dry eye. If our eyes do not produce enough tears or the right quality of tears, dry eye develops. Elite Eye Care specializes in treatment of dry eye. More advanced dry eye may be due to inflammation of the skin and can be treated with IPL or intense pulse light, which improves quality of the tear film and reduces discomfort from dry eye. Stop by and see myself, Macy Dealman, or the rest of our doctors at Elite Eye Care in Waukee or the Eye Company. 100 bets off. Guys, are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it on 76. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call one 8 for podcasting. After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know. Companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to Wolf Roofing. XNO. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset. And everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is... If you sell your home instead of running it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to renterswarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. Renters Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. Preston and Ankeny.
Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's catch up on Iowa State. Our friend Nick Oson, 24-7 Sports, uh, CycloneAlert.com. Uh, Texas Tech this weekend, TCU. Sounds like a 3 o'clock kickoff on Saturday for TCU. Either Fox or FS1 is what I'm seeing via Twitter. But Texas Tech first and foremost. Nick, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Nick Oson? I'm doing great, guys. Busy week ahead, and I'm, I'm happy to be back on a Monday with you guys for sure. Uh, absolutely. Lots of ground to cover in this one. Um, it, it's just another, we've had this conversation a number of Mondays throughout the season, right? Seemingly, Iowa State, this, um, had, had, the win was there for the taking. Um, Yet they didn't take it again, and so many reasons to point to, and so many of the same reasons. You know, fourth uh, fourth down and a foot, get back in the shotgun. Can't uh, can't run the football. Um, just um, um, turnovers, five of them for crying out loud this weekend. This might be the game, and there's been a number of them that you look back on the schedule, and boy, boy, if they only would have dot dot dot. Uh, this one was there for the take, and Nick, they didn't grab it. Yeah, and, you know, I think if we're being honest, guys, there, there are a few games like that, as you kind of noted, Ken, but this is the one, and I kind of said it to some of my readers, and, you know, they kind of said something like, this is kind of what we're used to, you know, welcome to it. Basically, it was like, I'm not quite sure how they really didn't do enough to actually get over that hump. I mean, it was like every time Iowa State kind of made a mistake or a turnover, you know, they, they then made a play on offense or the defense did something to get a stop and get the ball back. I mean, they, they were obviously kept in the game until the bitter end. And whether it was, you know, random penalties or a turnover or some bad, bad drops, I mean, it's just something that, you know, I don't think you can necessarily fix overnight, as you can kind of see, because there have been issues like that, especially on the turnovers and drops really throughout the year. And, you know, now I'm at the point where we're sitting at four and six, just a couple games left. I'm really curious how this team finishes out. They still, you know, it's kind of really in the middle of two big things. There's a chance they can win at least one more game and because of some things that Iowa State does have going for them. Still get to a bowl game. Yep, it's true. that late narrative and get all of those practices for next year because so many guys at key positions are back, especially on offense, like, Deckers, Norton, Knoll, players like that. I do expect Jirel Brock likely back. Or, you know, if this team just kind of falls and goes out of the season quietly. And I do not, I will say, and this won't surprise you guys, I do not expect the second one that I said. I know how hard these, these guys are fighting. You know, I can tell you that there was a lot of disappointment really around the team, obviously after a loss. This one, it did feel like, you know, it was kind of another level of that. And so I'm certainly excited to see night game, senior night, senior day. How will the Cyclones respond to a tough, tough loss from Stillwater? Looking big picture, it's been a frustrating year offensively again. Tom Manning is certainly feeling a lot of arrows. We're also hearing uh, people go after the offensive line coach and Jeff yep. Myers, who yep. has been with them uh, coming in from Toledo. Of course, we know the connection of uh, Matt Campbell and Tom Manning. Overall, do you anticipate some kind of shakeup in the coaching staff? Not even a particular guy, but do you anticipate Matt Campbell's going to do something this offseason, specifically with the offense? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I know that obviously a lot of you know comments have kind of been 
being made, especially by fans, and, and things are thrown out there. I will say that I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as people kind of appear to be clamoring for and, you know, really calling for a lot of people's jobs, which I'm, I'm of the nature and kind of based on, you know, what I know. I don't think that's going to be the case, and I don't think it should be because I do think that a lot still needs to fall on players, young players, execution, and things like that. I mean, I mean, even if you're not happy with some of the things you've seen from the coaches and consistency and things like that, they're also not necessarily the ones, you know, maybe turning the ball over or getting penalized in a tough spot or maybe a drop here and there. I think it's on some of the players. I think it's on the coaches as well, and I think they're very honest about that. I would probably be surprised if, there's not a single change made uh, on the entire, you know, kind of offensive staff, maybe even if that's just a matter of reshuffling. I don't think it's necessarily kind of the calling for people's heads like I've seen. Um, definitely not in that dramatic side, but I'll be a little surprised if it's the same kind of uh, delegation, let's say, in terms of the offensive staff from, from this year to next. I, I think that's probably where I'm at at this point, just because it seems to have been an issue game in and game out. Uh, defense is playing well. MJ Anderson had himself yet another game. I thought Frailer maybe had his best game of the year. I know he's been banged up. Vaughn was making some plays. Some of the young guys running around uh, as well out there. So that was uh, that was really good to see. On the other hand, this offensive line is going backwards, I think, from where they were to start the year. And Tyler Miller, who I know they really like, I mean, come on. Uh, Oklahoma State, it's not like Stillwater's the most hostile venue you're going to play in. Um but the three false start penalties and just timely, just killers. Uh, that that's disappointing to see this offensive line going backwards at this time of year. Yeah, it was it was interesting, kind of based on exactly the the timeliness, like you mentioned. I mean, it wasn't necessarily their best game, but again, and I, I'll keep going back to it because I really think it's kind of the theme of of this team. They do, and a lot of it has been the defense, but they do enough to stay in it potentially get over the hump, obviously take leads, but it's just that kind of finishing through, and it's just simply not as smooth as it should be in those moments. I think you hit on a lot of the great uh, players on defense, Ken, and and I also need to give a a shout-out to TJ Tampa. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm curious where he's kind of playing his name towards, whether we're going to start to see that in really some NFL circles and, and buzz. I don't think he's necessarily going to leave for that i think he can still work on some of that man coverage especially kind of on some of the go routes against some real kind of speed filled wide outs but i think you see a new name really every yeah. week or two like you just mentioned three or four guys i think that speaks a lot not only to haycock and the defense but you know i'd like to give some love to the position coaches as well because i think you're seeing some steady improvement from guys on that side of the ball even when some have maybe had to miss a game or two or a transfer like MJ Anderson. I remember Eli Rashid kind of talked about his knack for getting to the passer way back in August before mm. we even got into fall camp. And, man, is he showing that? I think he's a guy that if he can improve in the run game can get to the NFL as well in a year and a half. Dominique Orange, he hasn't played a ton of snaps, but when he's in there, he 
He feels impactful. He takes up a lot of room. He is a big dude, and he is. You look at his recruiting profile. He maybe had the best recruiting list of anybody uh, in the Matt Campbell era of the number of programs that it offered him. What about the upside with him? I mean, you look going forward and what he's going to take over, kind of meaning that middle spot. How big is the upside for Dominique Orange? Yeah, that's that's a really good one, Trent. You know, it's really high, and I can tell you there's a lot of excitement and confidence behind him. I mean, there's a reason, even if he's not necessarily playing starter snaps, he's consistently playing. And it's it's kind of that interesting point where they like that he can provide a, a big body that can also be mobile. I still think there's a way that he can reach even a higher ceiling really in the next year or so, whether that's just moving around a little better, technique things, you know, really things like that. But he certainly has an NFL ceiling. He had a really good... Yeah, offer list like you mentioned, and he's someone that I expect to kind of be a focal point of the defense the next two to three years. Uh, real quick on basketball, uh, Nick, I assume you were there yesterday. Uh, what uh, If so, uh, just kind of give us an overview. Boy, Caleb Grill just cannot shoot a hilt to save his life, <laughs> can he? He's better on the road, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, they're going to need him to make some shots. Your thoughts on yesterday, Nick? Yeah, I definitely was there, and again, I'm trying to keep the opponents in mind, but I I can't find myself not coming away impressed again. You know, I think that the depth, especially in the post, and I'll keep hitting on that, whether it's Jack Coots up and out, if he's gotten stronger and, you know, really kind of fighting on the offensive glass, Oshun, I think he's going to be a star. The way that TJ and kind of the players talk about him, they know that he's not really even near his peak. And I think that he could potentially be an all-Big 12 guy as long as he continues to build grill i think those shots will come along jaron holmes can get to the hoop Damon lipsy got some buckets going. Yeah. i came away impressed i think the defense is going to keep them in just about every game and you know whether it's shooting from outside or just simply attacking the glass if they can find spots to kind of pick up offense where you don't have that star like isaiah brockington like they had last year I do think this team can make some noise and maybe a little more noise than a lot of people were kind of picking them to do. Again, it's early, and I think that there will be some major tests in the next month or so. I can tell you I cannot wait for that Cyhawk game in basketball. I think they're two teams that really kind of match up with each other fairly well. But I came away impressed. Uh, And then, yeah, a little bit of a week off in terms of a game, and then they host UW-Milwaukee on Sunday. So that'll certainly be interesting for the Cyclones men's team. Uh, CycloneAlert.com, 24-7 sports. Nick, what do you got uh, at, the, at the website this week? This will be a busy week. We've got kind of a triple header. Uh, we will be at the high school state championship, especially checking out Abu Sama and Southeast Polk, obviously a Cyclones commit. Football Saturday, basketball Sunday, a couple podcasts. It's going to be a busy week, guys, for sure. Great stuff, Nick. You have a, uh, a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you, Nick Oson. Can't wait. Thank you, guys. Yep, good to hear from you. Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports. Mr. Monday Night's Play of the Day. That's coming up next. It's Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Sent you in. All right, welcome back. Miller & Condon, time for Mr. Monday Night. It's Washington. It's the Eagles. The Eagles about 11-point favorite. Mr. Monday Night. Mr. Monday Night, 6-3 and three against the number this year. You know what Mr. Monday Night likes? He likes dogs. Mr. Monday Night with confidence. Grabbing him. Taylor Heineke, come on. (laughs) 
My dude. We'll grab the 11. I hope it's a good game. I think it will be. All right. I'm well, in. I don't know. Good. Close. Relatively close. 27-17. Still the, to up for grabs fourth quarter, whether it's up for grabs or in the win column or that point spread. 11's too many. Divisional game. It's a lot. And it's Heineke. And it's Heineke. It's Murph and Andy in five minutes and KX and No Drive with Heather and Sean at three. Then Randy Peterson, Travis Hines will be here at six. And the Cyclone Coaches Show at 6.30. That's coming up here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.